What up, what up, what up, what up, Kel? What up, it's Kelvin. It's Hame. And on this episode <laughs> of The Effortless, we are talking about budgeting. Budgeting for spontaneous trips and planned trips. Budgeting for getting around transportation while you're on your trip. And we're going to be talking about how to budget for food and for lodging. Hi, May. You, 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 you do a lot more spontaneous trips than I do. So tell me, how do you budget for spontaneous trips? All right. So, the, the, I mean, the first thing you got to do is come to an understanding with yourself. Like, I'm going on a trip. This is what I want to do. This is where I'm going. And I'm going to make it happen because this is something I really, really want to do. And then when you come to that point, you plan out like, you know, for me, in my personal experience, you know, how long is it going to take you to get there? What are you going to do to actually when you get there? And um, and when 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 I do, that's pretty much when I start savings when I get there. Um, but I do take in consideration of like all the little things, like if I really have to like think about it, you know, traveling from certain areas and if you're traveling in a car or a plane or whatever, you got to really take those things into consideration. And then, you know, boom, when you get there, your hotel's already paid for. I'm, I'm assuming you're not going to just show up there and expect to have a room because, a lot of times they're booked or a lot of times you just not if you when you do get there and you're looking for a, a place and there's something and somewhere you're you're unfamiliar with you know that's it's going to be it's going to be kind of hard because now you're 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 running, you're running around to see if you can find a hotel or whatever but um, so book that all in a, a, in advance and then I mean, that's, and then, like, I was thinking about, like, the last time I went on a trip, you want to find as many things that is free, right? Okay. You know, that that's probably the best thing that's, that's going to help you out budgeting on a trip. Um, when you can find a lot of things that are free, you know, that's pretty cool because, like, you can go into, like, an art gallery, like a local art gallery that's doesn't require you to, to pay an admission. You just get in there and, and, and you're kind of like window shopping around the area, but you know, and you're, and you're probably taking selfies with like certain photos or whatever, or you know, images that are very artsy. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, and then and then you don't want to eat like if you're going out to eat, like you don't want to eat somewhere that's gonna be, um, you know, something that's not gonna be like a like a four or five star uh, luxury gourmet dining area. Like, nah, don't do that. You know, because you just want to eat. You know what I mean? You, you want to go grub on some food. That's really what your body's asking, you know? So um, when it comes to the trip itself, like budgeting before you, before you get there and everything like that, how do you, how do you set aside money for the trip do you just say okay let me put it all on a credit card let me how do you save up your cash do you you know how do you plan ahead for that most of the time it's you know you already having um 
okay, for like for me, like I'm, I'm, uh, I like, I know for a fact, like, I like to do spontaneous tip trips. So, I already know that I'm gonna need money. So I put that to the side. That's the first thing you gotta really do. Other than a savings account, you know, and and your bills being paid, mm-hmm. making sure that you have money to do you. You know, right. to make sure that you, you're able to go live a lifestyle that you can afford, right? So, boom, you got that, you got X amount of money going up, right? You say, like, you just save like a thousand dollars. That's, 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 that's money that you can do. That's play money, right? Right. And that play money for you might be, I'm going to take a trip with, with a thousand dollars. Right. And so you take a thousand dollars and you can, with a weekend getaway, a weekend like mini vacation, a thousand dollars could take you far away. It can take you very far, like in within three days. Right. Like, boom. You you you've got like, you know, you want to make sure you pay the hotel in advance. First off, because prices go up the closer you get to that date. Right. And depending on what part of the year you're leaving, prices are always going to be like questionable. It's going to mm-hmm. fluctuate. So it always it's always going to be not in your favor. Um. Especially when you get closer to it. So, oh, and key thing is when you do, if you do book a hotel, make sure it's on the weekends. For some odd reason, you just save a lot more money on the weekends, or like, um, say like, say, 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 let me take that back. Let me let me say it like this. So you're gonna you want to book the hotel like on a like on a Monday or Tuesday, right? And but your your stay is gonna be for the weekend. Okay. Yeah. So. It's definitely going to be cheaper that way, um, from my from my experience. And then, um, so I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> okay, I was wondering if you had like a specific rules. It sounds it sounds to me like you put aside like a thousand dollars, and then you you pretty much work with that and, and budget out the trip that way. I mean, a long time ago, I read a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. Right. And it just basically said, whatever you get for your income, set aside like 10 percent and just leave that aside for like investing and whatnot. But I also set aside an extra 10 percent for like bullshit stuff like going on trips or or I just want to go do something. I want to go to casino or whatever. I set aside 10 percent. So if I keep that going when I'm not using it, it's still building up 10 percent, 10 percent, 10 percent of my income. So by doing it that way, it keeps me kind of prepared for the spontaneous type of trips that pop up. You don't got to really think about it, you know. It's set it up as an allotment of your paycheck and it's no big deal. And it just comes out, you don't think about it anymore. But Yeah, if you got the, if you definitely got the 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 the, uh, the luxury to have it like taken out of me like automatically and you're not even thinking about it, that's probably the best way to do it, especially for like savings, yeah, 401k and stuff like that. Yeah, if you that's, don't, that's, that's, that's the best way and the best route to take to do that. Um you know, unfortunately, a lot of other people out there in the world, you know, they don't they don't like mess around with like the banks and systems and stuff like that. Right. So um, for those type of people, you know, you got to take that money out and really got to put it to the side somewhere. Hold on to it and just kind of forget about it. Right. Yeah. And, and so that the methodology that you're talking about, that that's that's a fantastic way of doing it. You know, if you if you definitely have the tools to do it that way. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't. Need, I mean, you don't need a bank. You could just take that ten percent or whatever you're getting paid. I mean, if you get your paycheck, <laughs> whatever it is, 
take 10% of that, stuff it in a mattress, put it in a cookie jar. I don't really, you know, it doesn't really matter what you do with it. It just, if you don't see it, you don't touch it. That's the idea. You know what I mean? And then when you need it, it's there for you. Versus, you know, you take out your whole paycheck and you plan to set it aside, but then something comes up. You know what I'm saying? You're going to dip into it. You're going to spend too much and then you don't have it when you need it. So I'm just saying, that's an alternative for people who want to go on spontaneous trips or even plan trips. It's just a methodology. If you don't see the money, you don't really touch the money. You know what I mean? It's like you never had it. So how you spend it? You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I, I got you. I got you. Um, so going back to like the thousand dollars and getaway and stuff like that. Um, so the thousand dollars, whatever. That's just an example, right? So yeah. Um, and that's that that thousand dollars. You're not paying the hotel or wherever you're staying at. You're not you're not paying it out of that thousand dollars. I mean, because you're, you're you want to pay for that in advance, and. Or at least, at least like kind of like hold the room, right? Say if you want to go to you, you want to go to a certain area, you want to make sure there's a room available, and you hold the room until you get there, right? Right. So the money that you're going to be paying for that hotel is already like that's you can include it in your thousand dollars, but like say the hotel is going to run you three hundred dollars for that weekend, right? Yeah. Um, so just save like thirteen hundred or whatever, right? Right. And then you have a thousand for that weekend, you know, to to really play with. And a thousand takes you far, bro. Like you're not in all actuality. You're like you're kind of thinking about it. You're like, damn, that's that's crazy to be spending a thousand dollars in a weekend. But in all rea- in all reality, like it can happen for sure. You know you what I mean? Like it can definitely happen. So like either you save, either you won't spend all the money, or you definitely will come to a very close to it by the end of the the vacation. Because there's gonna be things there that pop up that you didn't that you you know you weren't thinking about you weren't looking for, right? And, then, and when you're in that area, you're gonna be like, damn, like I want to experience that, you know? I want to do this. I want to do X and I want to do Y. I want to do Z. Whatever. Um, so you know things like that are gonna are, are gonna pop up, but you always have to consideration what you're playing with the money, you know? Right. So uh just to get just to get back on onto the topic of of getting around when you budget to get around what are, what are your plans for that I know I know like you said you like to walk around I myself I also like to walk around but sometimes you know things are, are spaced out in a way that you just can't always do that so what do you recommend for for budgeting for transportation budgeting for transportation um I know, I know, like people like are big fans of like the the whole technology with the apps and the Ubers and the Lyfts and, and all the uh, ride sharing apps and stuff like that that are out there. Um, that's cool, you know. And if and if you feel like that's, you know, if your experience beforehand before has always been, you know, to, to do that, then that's something you're going to consider into your into your money. Um, when I go into to trips. And I'm with my wife and the two girls. Um, I like being able to walk around, like you said before, walk around and and really uh, enjoy the scenery and go in and out of places. Because, um, like I told you before, like if it's a gallery, I'm just gonna go in. I want to check it out. Boom. Uh, but the days, the day would go through where you're like, okay, I've seen this spot of the city where I check down, where I check to, like, go check it out. Um, I'm, out I'm outside of my, my deck, so if you hear any kind of background music, that's, that's uh, the urban life. But um, 
back to what I was saying. Um, so you you definitely gonna, you know, the whole day is gonna go by with me from my experience. The whole day has gone by, and the girls are tired. And depending on how far my my hotel is, which most of the time is like in the city or where in the general area, but like if it's if it's if it's gonna take us like a twenty minutes or half hour to walk back, uh, I'll definitely cop a like a like a taxi, whatever. And most of the time, it doesn't run me more than like ten dollars, right? Give or take, you know. So, but um, you know, from my previous tra- travels, there's a lot of places where there there are, say, like I don't know, like an example. There's like a little train ride that goes around the city, right? And and all it requires is that you put in like a donation, you know. And a donation definitely takes you around the historic areas. It takes you around to like different parts of the uh, the city or town or whatever you're in, um, places that you know if if it is gonna you know if it's, if it is like say like a ten minute walk and you just want to jump on there and pay like you know give like a donation then then you can do that uh, if you if that's within your budget, um, but uh, you know just you know if you're gonna do the apps the ride sharing apps then that's something you definitely want to consider, you know, because I think from I've never personally jumped on an Uber or a Lyft or anything like that, but I have asked questions and from traveling to New York a lot, like you see the Uber drivers just standing there a lot and because there's so many drivers and they'll tell you like, yeah, we started at like 15, 16, $17 just to start. Like that's literally just to get into the car and just like to start the car and pretty much go. Um, and if I'm wrong, then, you know, people got to let me know. But um, that's me asking questions and stuff like that. So, but uh, right. if you're going to take a metro, you know, then I know, I think, I think just to get like a, like a round trip on like the car, the metro card, when I say metro, that's usually like a train station. Um, I know like in DC it's called the metro. I, I don't know what it's called, like. In other areas, but um, you know, you're gonna probably run like I don't know three dollars for like a round trip, right? Right, but the train usually takes you from you know your where you're at to the location you're trying to get to. Okay, and that's right. that's one way going in. And now, mind you, that's for one person. You definitely got to put enough money on the on the metro cards for everybody that's there. Right. So you, I'm probably looking at like twelve dollars. You know, well, my math could be wrong, but give or take around that, that price of like, I'm going to do there and back on a, on a train. Um, I know when I was in a uh, DC, you know, a lot of the things in DC are somewhat close to each other, but uh, there's other historical areas or, or things that you want to see are like that require you to drive or to take a taxi or take a Metro and stuff like that. And stuff like that has, to, you have to consider it. So, and if it doesn't cost that much, then, 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 then do it. You know, it's, it's definitely time saving to a point, um, and and that's really what you're you're up against the most is time. So, All right. It's funny that uh, Uber and Lyft they basically took what used to be a luxury service where you get like a personal car from here to there to wherever you were going, and they just turned into an app service for everyone to do. They just basically turned everyone to a limousine, personal limousine driver, and it, 
and it's funny that you know when you do situations like that, it used to be like a luxury service. Now it's everybody's service, but the price is still up there. If you trans, if you travel using, you know, common modes of transportation like your feet or a bicycle, you'll see a lot more. You know, local taxis for the most part. Like I know in the city where we grew up, you know, I don't think the price is as high as it is for for an Uber or a Lyft. But, you know, that service has been around forever and a day. But the, even the local bus services, if you ask a bus driver where to get to, if you, you know, how to get to where you where you want to go, chances are they're going to know because they drive around the city like all day long for their whole life. So when you think about that, the fare usually isn't too expensive. You, your whole family can get on for usually under ten dollars. and You can definitely get from point A to point B for for a low, low cost. So. You know, there's definitely modes of transportation that are, are that you can budget in for without having to worry about personalized transportation. Not to throw any salt at you know Uber and Lyft. I don't want to hurt their business or nothing like that. I'm just saying there's alternatives when you go from you know outside of your comfort zone and you go to a different location. Transportation like buses and stuff like that are usually easier and more um, efficient for for travel because the bus drivers are more knowledgeable. No, you're right. That's that's true. Like, um, I know there's there's some companies out there that also offer, you know, uh, bus as transportation. And what they do is they're actually like sightseeing buses. Um, and it's a little bit off of what you're you're mentioning, but um, these sightseeing buses, you know, if you pay like, um, say, forty, fifty dollars or whatever, and a lot of like big cities like New York, Washington. And Philadelphia, they have these big buses called like the the red red something. I forget what they're called, but um, you pay like fifty dollars, right? And yeah, they bring you to all the historical areas in the city. They they you know while you're driving around, um, you can get off the stop, right, and walk around as much as you want, and then boom, in a half hour. Right. If if you want to go, if you say you spend like three or four hours at one site, you can get back on, you know, and, and go to that bus stop and wait for that bus to come by and pick you up again. Right. So you paid like a one time fee to really travel around the entire city. Um, I don't know. Have you ever have you ever seen those? You know what I'm talking about? Um, I think <laughs> I've probably seen more movies in real life. Yeah, they're like double decker buses and. um so I know when when I take the girls and my wife and we go and you know I forget what the name of the the buses are but they're red and they have like yellow markings on the side it says the name of the bus company and um, I think it's pretty cool because you know first off I get to see I get to sit on the top deck which is kind of open in the air and you really get to like you know get a different point of view than a lot of the other people that are you know that didn't pay for the bus um, mm-hmm. and a really cool exciting thing about it is that. You paid a one-time fee, and now you can get on and off all day. So, I think that's pretty cool, and that's something you can budget within, you know, your monies if if that's something you want to do. So, you know, another thing too, another great transportation thing, like with, when you're in a in a, in a in a city or whatever. Um, I know when I was in Charleston, South Carolina, I think it is. Uh, you know, we we jumped on a on a on a bike. There was this guy, you know, pushing people around on bikes, and he was he was just donation. 
He literally gave us a, like a 20 minute to half hour drive from where we were trying to get to. Enough, we were trying to get back to the car. I think it was. It was late. It was later in the night. And I just so happened to see him. And I think that was probably the, one of the better experiences that I had down there. Hmm. And then, you know, I gave him like, I think it was like $10, $15, you know, but he did give us a, a good lengthy drive, like a good ride from like where we were at to where we wanted to be. I think Charleston, South Carolina has two sides, like a north side and a south side. And I think we were in the south. We literally walked from the north side all the way down to the south side of it, if I'm saying that right. And then, you know, you saw the sunset and everything. We experienced the water and saw the, all the historical sites. And then we, we, I saw the guy at the end. And I know my, my youngest daughter, you know, she, she wanted to get a taxi. And I was like, no, I think, I think this guy right here on the bike would be a lot more, um, I don't know, I guess entertaining. It was more, it was just much more of a excitement doing that. And by the end of the ride, we were all laughing. We were very, all like, you know, we went from being exhausted and tired and hungry to being really excited and laughing and got, I think we got to a point where we got really personal with the guy. We were like really like in depth, like who he was, what he's trying to do in life. Because the ride was that enjoyable. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and and if a rider like that, if you take a bike like that, and, it's, and and you get the joy, you get the most joy out of it. You know, you give him, you give him what you feel like you you should give him. You know, and if, if you can find like donation rides like that, it's probably the best thing to do. You know, because you know if you don't want to pay for a taxi or an Uber and all that other extra stuff, and you know you only have X amount of money, and you spent X amount of money during that day, and you still got like two, three days, three days to go. Um, you know, that's probably the best option is always find something that's like, you know, you can give donations to. Or better yet, if you even drove down there and you park somewhere and just go take your car, obviously go back home or go back to the hotel, wherever you came from. So when you when you plan for a trip or, or you do a spontaneous trip, how do you budget for uh, food and, and lodging? How do you plan for that? And you say lodging like hotels and stuff? Yeah, or I'm, you know, if not hotels, then... You know, yeah, I know Air- people like take up. You know, people like to run into like the Airbnbs and the hostels and all that. Uh, you know, so they're gonna stay at a relative's house or they know a friend. If that's probably the cheapest way to do, it, if you can find like a friend that you know in the area and you're saying, "Hey, listen, I'm gonna be in the area for like two or three days. You think I can board with you?" And they say, "Yeah, bro," then that's that's probably the best way to do it. You know, but if you're coming with a family, you know, then it's probably not gonna be acceptable. You want to make sure that everybody's gonna be comfortable. And so, um, always pay for like the hotel in advance, or at least budget it within in advance. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Then, um, uh, when it comes to like food, you know, I don't like I was mentioning earlier in the podcast is, you know, I I don't want to run into like this five star. You know, when you go into like Yelp or you you go into like you. you, you you go into like the maps of your phone or whatever, and you click on an area and it says the food, right? And then it shows you like how many dollar signs it is. Yeah. Right. So if it says more, if it says like two or three, then you know it's you know that that's something. Maybe the food is that good, but at the same time, like you just you just want to get something to eat. You know what I mean? Right. So and but if, if food is something that you prefer and that's something in quality that is what you want, you want to make sure you you know you pay for the quality, right? So. But, um, you know, like I'm a big coffee guy, 
So I'll run into like cafes. And cafes usually like, you know, they do, you know, you're not paying that much. You sit down, you get a good meal, and you're probably paying like, you know, $30, $40 for food. Okay. You know, so I mean, you know, I'll get like a coffee and then uh, me and my wife will probably get like a meal that's probably like 10 plus dollars or whatever. And then the girls are probably like, you know, seven, eight dollars or maybe less, whatever it is. They, they're not that hard. Like, they, like children are probably the most, the easiest ones to feed. Like, they, they're really like traditional. They stay with like their, their mac and cheese or their chicken nuggets and whatever it is. Right. That's how kids are. Like, they're not going to fuss about like, oh, I want this steak or this T-bone or this sirloin or whatever. It's not like that. I don't know if that's something you experienced, but um, I know with my girls, they're very easy to, to like, feel like, okay, these are your options. And the oldest one knows how to read, so she pretty much stays to, like, a lot of the same stuff, which is fine with me. You know, I prefer her to try some things, but if she stays to the same stuff, the stuff that she likes, then, you know, I'm not going to tell her, no, you can't have mac and cheese again, like, you know. I mean, I might say if she goes like two or three days doing that, I might say something like that. But um, I'm not going to, you know, if, if at that moment she wants mac and cheese or chicken or whatever it is, it's, it's fine. You know, and like I said, it's not going to run that much if you're going into like, you know, like a little cafe, you know. All right. Like, a, yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, a little bagel shop and places like that for breakfast is usually running like two ninety five, and you can get like a bagel, egg and cheese sandwich, and that's to hold over. You know, you bring double. up and you, and you bring up a good a, a good point. You say breakfast, like make sure when you when you're lodging like in a in a hotel, like make sure it comes with breakfast, so you don't have to pay for that in the morning. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I make sure that's a like when my wife checks the hotels, you know, she has like specific things that she wants. Like, you know, obviously, the room and board needs to be dope, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be that, like, something luxurious, but it's we're not there for the hotel to a point, you know what I mean? We're there to experience the, the city and the town or wherever we went to, and to include breakfast. Because breakfast there is, is usually, like, you know, um, all you can eat, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you eat one bowl and you want more, you want cereal, you want, you know, your, your, your scrambled eggs. You know, it's not the it's not the greatest food, but you know what? It's food, and if somebody's giving me free food, then I'm gonna take it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah there's things that have like French toast and waffle makers and all the kind of breakfast stuff you need. So that's already one meal covered. Yeah. When it lunch, same same type of stuff. I mean, lunchtime you don't need. It's not a big meal time. You know what I mean? It's it's something you can get a, a quick bite. So, you know, a burrito some places is usually enough. A hot dog for the kids or whatever like that, just to give you keep you keep you going until it's dinner time is usually enough. So, those those are quick easy meals. Sometimes when we go on trips, depending on where we're staying, usually because the kids are with us, we will have a room that has like a refrigerator or whatever the case may be. So sometimes we'll bring things like like a loaf of bread and you know some mayonnaise and a some some lunch meat or whatever, because if you don't happen to make it out, if you're not out during the middle of the day or, or, you know, the kids want to go in the pool or whatever, whatever happens. And someone wants a sandwich, a quick bite to eat. There's no need to pay for it when you already have something there with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's something definitely to consider if you're, if you're going with kids, 
um, I know with the girls, like, it's imperative to, like, bring snacks, you know, so you bring up a great, great point. Yeah, it saves you bringing a couple couple snacks, everybody. I mean, depending on, you know, depending on your taste, whether it be fruits and vegetables or bags of chips, I don't know who's listening or who you are, but for everybody, you you bring those snacks along, everyone has something to, to munch on without having to go pay for it at, you know, at a Dunkin' Donuts or, or a McDonald's or something. Those those meals add up really quick, and the more people you have, the faster the bill goes up. So, you know. Yeah. I understand that. Totally, completely, I understand that because, um, you know, when you start to like go, uh, I don't know, to X amount of money on on food, then you know that you're not going to be able to do a lot more uh, other things that you planned out. So, you know, a lot of the times, for me, um, I don't really eat that much. You know, I can go with like a protein bar and 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 a, and a, a smoothie or a shake that's you know, give me the nutrients that I need. And then as long as I got coffee, I'm, bro, I'm good, you know? All right. I know for my, for my wife, if we go on, we go on trips, at least one night she wants to have like a, you know, a really nice meal and all that kind of stuff. So it's easy for us to have breakfast at the, at the hotel or wherever we're staying at the, at the time, have breakfast there get something quick or, or make lunch ourselves. And then we save so much money during the day, come, come dinner time, if we decide one night, you know, why not have that, that T-bone, whatever the case may be, or porterhouse or whatever, then that's the night to do it because we didn't spend anything all day on any other food. So it's like, it's like snowballing your meals to have one, <laughs> to have one feast. You know what I mean? So yeah. There's definitely ways to, to budget out if you, if you, if you think about it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, you know, you bring up a good point again, like saying, you know, if you don't spend anything through all the day, then, then, you know, at the end of the day, like, boom, I can, I can order some, some, some great food right now. You know? Right. I know when I, when I went to Chicago, one of the things that I wanted to experience is obviously the Chicago deep dish. Right. I mean, it's probably like something that's like nothing new to anybody else, but for me being going to Chicago, um, you know, I was like, I need, that's what I want, and I want everything on it, you know? Mm-hmm. I want everything on it. Like, give me layers on top of layers on top of layers. Like, that's what I want. And then um, I got the, I knocked that out the first day. and But it was nighttime when I got there, so and it was long days. We, we drove over there, so, you know, that that's a whole new uh, talk about that. You know, that's, that's separate, but um, eating, eating the, the that there in Chicago was, man, it was probably like, was priority. You know what I mean? So you knew I was going to, you already knew like, I'm going to spend like whatever, like $20, $30 to get that deep dish, right? Because that's like, tourists go to Chicago just to get that, right? So, or, or, you know, when I was having this conversation with you uh, earlier about the poutine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I never experienced that, but that's something you want to eat when you go to Canada, I guess. So, uh, I ate that and I was just like, I wasn't mind blown. And I was just like, you know, th- this was good. It kind of reminded me of uh, when I was a child, you know, not really having enough money to eat anything. But um, so you put, you put little, you know, you put scraps together. And that's what, that's pretty much what poutine was. Like, you know, you got gravy, cheese, and french fries. Mm-hmm. 
So, huh. um, but yeah, if you go to like other places, like we went to Halifax. I think their I think their thing is like is uh lobster or some shit like that. Like it's it's something like that. That that's what they specialize in. And then you know my wife ate that. That's what she ate. That's what she, something she wanted to eat, and that's what she likes, and that's what she ordered. And that's all comes with the with the experience and and being able to travel and know like okay boom I'm gonna I'm gonna get this I'm gonna do that you know and be able to make sure that you know you're not going to like you're not gonna go to the mall right like that's kind of redundant to me like when people go to like and do things in a different city that their city or town already provides you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, don't, like, for me, that's, that's kind of like, that's a no no. Like, you don't do that. Like, you go to another city to really experience, like, their culture, their history. That's me. That's the way I look at it, you know, and that's how I really approach it sometimes. It's like, I want to be able to see, like, the historical sites. I want to be able to photograph as many things as possible because I know I'm probably not going to be back here for a long, long time. Um, what else? Um, yeah, man. So just, don't do the most redundant things that that's already in your area. You get right. what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't know. Like, don't go to a mall, right? Don't, don't, um, don't eat at the same place that that's already at your place. Like, you just came from, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> what would you say, Kel? I would say exactly the same thing. Like, if if you've had fast food, fast food tastes like fast food. If you, if you go to one city from the next city, you know, Texas Roadhouse tastes like Texas Roadhouse. You know, don't go to the chains. Try to find something new. The local stuff is probably gonna gonna be th- their specialty anyway. You're gonna get the specialty foods anyway. So going to chains is pointless. Um, but most importantly, overall, the overarching theme of this this whole thing was was the budget. And you got to remember one thing: you're gonna come back home after the trip is over. So keep that in mind. When you're going, planning for when you're budgeting for a trip, keep in mind that you had to come back, and that the same amount of money it costs you to get there is probably going to cost you to come back. Um, you still got bills when you come back, so don't spend all of your dough down to the last cent. I know the, the some of the music songs, the the rap videos and whatnot tell you spend all your money and just go to the club and whatnot and have a good time, but in reality, life goes on after that. So um, you got to keep that in mind. So when it comes to the budget, plan for the trip, plan to have a good time. Plan to eat good food. Plan to you know to to stay in lodgings that you're comfortable with and uh and everything like that. But most importantly, remember you're gonna come back home. So plan for that too. Would you agree? I would agree. And then the one thing you just brought up right there that goes back to what I was saying about redundancies. Like, don't don't go to the club. Like that's that, that for me. Like, I mean, if you're an independent person and you're traveling with like friends and stuff like that, and that's something that you want to experience over there, you know, then. For me, I think it's going to be the same thing. It's the same idea, right? Everything is dark and dim, and the music's the same, and all that great stuff. And then you come out the same, right? You come out drunk and tipsy and all that great stuff. Like that, that for me, that's kind of redundant. Like that, I think I don't think people should do that. But yeah, you always got to consider coming back. Always got to consider coming back. And when I talked to you earlier about this topic, you know, you make sure you always carry in a credit card that's for like a safety net. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, you know, if you're traveling in a car, you know, obviously taking consideration about the gas that you put in and how long it's going to take you to get back or whatever, but you you never know if emergency arises. So always have like a credit card. It's just safe. Exactly. Is that bad? 
just in case, you know, something goes wrong. And, and here's a smart thing to do, too. There's your cash and there's your cards. And it'll be smart if you keep them separate. I know I've heard too many horror stories of people going on trips, especially getting pickpocketed, and they lose, like, literally everything. Yep. Cash, cards, yep. everything. It's smart to keep some cash in your pocket, maybe an idea or whatever, but also, you know, in your wallet or your back, someplace else that's separate from the from, from that location. Don't keep everything together because you put all your eggs in one basket, <laughs> what happens, right? You know what I'm saying? You lose that joint, so... Think smart when you when you travel, you know what I mean? Plan ahead. Even in your hotel room, take take use of that safe. It's designed to fit a laptop. It's designed to, you know, hold your belongings or whatnot. Just yeah. In case yeah. I agree. I agree with that completely, 100%. You know, the, the that that safe, you know, I know the girls have their iPads and their eye, their, their eye whatever. It's right. They got that. Um, lock that up. Lock that up because I don't want you carrying the iPad, if we're there sitting in the city, we want to be there to see the city, like, or see the town, or or the building, or the historic structure, or whatever, the, or the gallery. I want you to experience it. So when you get older, you'll be like, oh, I remember seeing that. So don't don't bring the iPads. Like, lock that stuff up in the safe, like you were saying. Make sure that's secure. Put your passcode in. Boom. Um, yeah, man, so that's always being safe with the money, being safe with the card, being safe with your electronics. Um, and just being safe in general when you're traveling to places like that, always, you know, you always got to keep that third eye. Like you always got to be able to have, you know, that you are in a, in a, in a foreign area to you. So you just always got to be aware of like, yeah, you know, don't, don't look so much like a tourist, right? Because that kind of like pinpoints you and you kind of sometimes or may attract the wrong person. That's right. And, you know, we don't want to get too much in that topic because safety and getting along in different areas and, and networking with people is a whole nother topic. Right. A whole podcast. But that's about it for today, folks. We covered budgeting for your spontaneous and planned trips, how to budget for getting around and how to budget for your food and lodging. This has been Kelvin. Make sure that you guys follow us on Instagram at effortless. Make sure you guys check us out on YouTube at Effortless. And make sure you listen to us on all your favorite podcast stations at Effortless. This is Kelvin, my man Jaime. Yeah, be sure to screenshot this. If if you're listening, tag us in it. We'll be sure to, you know, give you a shout out. Um, You know, if, if you like listening to us and enjoying us, pass it along to a friend. Let them know what's up and be able to just you know, get an earful of the stuff that we're teaching you. We want to be able to teach as many many other people as possible. So just go ahead and uh, tell your friends about us. All right. So uh, we'll catch you guys next time. This has been episode, I believe, number seven. That's it. (laughs) We'll hit you next time. Yeah, we're moving on up. All right, man. Peace out. All right. Later. Later.